readers, my name is Holly. I'm a writer and a reader. Today I want to talk to you about censorship. This topic is on my mind right now because John Green's young adult novel, Looking for Alaska, was recently pulled from all the middle school libraries in the school district that neighbors the district where my daughter goes to grade school. So a few years ago, the same school district had a big to-do over Sherman Alexie's book, The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. They removed it from a supplemental reading list. Um, they did later lift the ban on this book with certain restrictions being placed on it. So for example, the book can't be read aloud in class and students must have a signed permission form from a parent or a guardian in order to access it. Um, with Looking for Alaska, the school didn't follow their own uh, normal procedures, um, which it would be to listen to you know, more parent viewpoints than only the person that was complaining. Um, instead of listening to other viewpoints, they went ahead and went straight to an administrative review um, where they had the district librarian review the book and some of the administrators. I, I don't know if they even read the book. It said that they looked at, you know, reviews and they probably looked at the offending passage. Um, again, don't know if, if all of them actually read the whole thing or not. Um, but they did go ahead to yank them all out of the middle school. Now, there's an emerging pattern, obviously, with this school district that I find troubling, so I wanted to take some time to suss it out a little more for you and for me and to um, talk about this idea of censorship and um, what, what we think about it. Okay, I feel like I can't really talk about censorship and my own viewpoint about it without telling you a little more about who I am. I was raised in a small rural town in the American West. My parents are very conservative religious people and they raised me to be the same. Before I go any further, I want to be clear that I did have a very happy childhood and a loving family who sacrificed many things for me. So everything I say here should be book-ended um, by that. Now, having said that, I will also say that as I have grown into my own adult person, I have obtained views and ideas of my own that are different than, sometimes even the opposite of, my parents. I think reading played a pivotal role in that. While my parents are both very intelligent and were well-respected in their fields of work, neither one of them was what I would call a reader. They will read, but they don't do it as a regular pastime hobby or habit. Um, I was introduced to the library as a young child by my mom, and I'm so grateful that she took me to that tiny one-room building where I learned the magic of books. I was a kid that felt like she didn't fit in or wasn't fulfilled with the life I saw around me. So if you remember that scene in Disney's Beauty and the Beast where Belle runs up onto the mountaintop and sings about wanting adventure in the great wide somewhere, um, wanting more than the provincial town where she was raised, well that was me. So I read and I went places in my mind I couldn't go with my body. Then I went to university and I continued to read and I obtained a degree in English literature. All of this framed me in my formative years. So there's another important part of this. As I said, my parents were, and are still to this day, very religious and conservative. 
Also, they don't read books very often, and when they do, it's not fiction. So, they basically set me free to read, but they had no idea what I was reading as a young person. I loved that the books opened up new imaginative worlds to me that I could travel anywhere I wanted um, and go, you know, to any time period, but that freedom I obtained from reading was more than just place setting or time. Which book to read was the one thing in my life that I could really choose? To be blunt, I felt stifled by the religion and the politics and the limited resources of my school and community. I wanted more, and the only way I was able to get more at that time was through books. Additionally, I gained important knowledge about life through reading that was actively kept from me in my parents' attempt to protect or shelter me. To to delve deeper into that, my parents believed that if they kept me from the knowledge of specific details about things like sex, drugs, and what have you, I would be safe. It's this idea of if you don't know anything about it, then you won't do it, or you'll be protected, or you won't, you know, it won't touch you, it won't impact you. So we did talk about these things in generalities. So they would say things like, don't have sex before you're married, don't do drugs, that kind of thing. Plus threats about what would happen if those aforementioned things, you know, did happen. I remember when I was in upper grade school, the parents in my town had a huge fit, like mob mentality almost, um, about something that was taught in a sex education class to the students in the year directly above my class. I still to this day have no idea what the offending material was, but the parents were all so upset about it, it resulted in my class not being taught at all anything about the human body and the reproductive system. Like, no sex education. (laughs) Facepalm. Shakes head. Literally, my entire education about the specifics of sex that was given to me by my parents, by my mother, consisted of a pamphlet. One pamphlet. Um, Mostly, it was about menstruation, but there was also a short, very basic description of the mechanics of sex, which she didn't stick around to discuss. Um, Honestly, I've always been disappointed in all of this. And look, I know it's hard to be a parent. I'm one now and I make mistakes all the time. They're not the same mistakes that my parents made though, because that way of being raised where information was withheld and there couldn't be any open discussion was, in my mind, very, very dangerous. My parents might disagree and say, well, you turned out fine, but theirs was not the only influence on me. Later, when I went out into the world, I needed knowledge I wouldn't have had if I wasn't also reading as a teenager. If I had not had that information, I would have been vulnerable. There were others who I interacted with who were vulnerable because they were raised in the same kind of household that I was raised in, but they didn't read. They didn't have the information. They didn't know um, some of the things that they needed to know just to keep themselves safe because they were that information was withheld from them. Um, but anyway, getting back to what I was talking about, after my mom gave me that pamphlet, you know, I did read a lot. I 
Um, I read Danielle Still. I read, you know, all of these books, like, just so much to tell me about the human experience and um, things that I would have never have thought about or, you know, been able to discuss with my parents. What I'm saying is, I think it's a bad parental tactic to be so silent on important subjects that your children, you know, literally must go somewhere, anywhere else to get what they need to grow. I was fortunate because I got the information from books, not from real world experimentation, you know, as would have been another option. So when people talk about taking books away from young people because of an offensive scene or some language, I think back to myself at that age. I think back to that young girl who was stuck in a cage who needed to explore, who needed information, and who needed to think. Now, there are obviously limits to, you know, this. Not every single book ever written should be found in a middle school library. But when we rob young people of good books, award-winning books that are engaging and that were written for them, it is my opinion we're doing them a grave, grave injustice. Okay, I want to talk specifically about the book Looking for Alaska here for a few minutes. Today, this book is one of the most controversial young adult books in the United States, and it has been banned um, more than once in different schools in different states. I'll tell you why in a moment. First, I want to tell you a little more about John Green, the book's author. Looking for Alaska was his first novel, um, and it, it did win the... Michael L. Prince Award from the American Library Association in 2006. Um, he's also written several other books like The Fault in Our Stars, Paper Towns, and Abundance of Catherines, and most recently Turtles All the Way Down. Now I've read several of these including Looking for Alaska. They're coming-of-age tales written for young adults, but they're engaging for grown people too. John and his brother Hank are also very active online. They video blog to one another and to the young people of today, covering many important topics and helping to create um, dialogue. I think what John does in reaching out like this is wonderful, and I think his books are insightful and engaging for young people. A few years ago, I heard about a situation going down at a high school back east. An English teacher had included Looking for Alaska in her curriculum for her senior class. Students were given the option to opt out of the book and select another because there is some content of a mature nature in it. So again, the children were not forced to read this book, but it was a part of the um, curriculum. Um, one or more of the parents objected to the book being included at all and went after not only having the book removed completely, but also having the teacher removed from her job as well. I heard about this, I believe, from John's social media, so I decided to read the book for myself and, if I deemed it appropriate, to email the school with my thoughts on the matter in defense of the teacher's job. I read it in one afternoon, and I found it to be powerful and thought-provoking. I'll be honest, it isn't my favorite book. It's not even my favorite John Green book, 
but it is a book with meaningful things to say. Does it include some profanity? Do some of the characters smoke and drink? Does it deal with the difficult subject of suicide? Is there a short, clinical, non-descriptive scene involving a blowjob? Yes, to all of the above, and this is why the book has been challenged so many times. I think the blowjob scene is usually to blame, and parents and school administrators have a tendency to read that scene alone, out of context, and fall over themselves trying to get the book banned. You see, we Americans are very odd about sex. These days we're asking our kids to handle more and more complex issues, but we don't trust them to read one paragraph about a blowjob, a scene that is meant to illustrate the difference between physical stimulation and emotional intimacy, a scene that showcases how the one physical stimulation doesn't necessarily lead to the other. To me, that seems like a legit thing for a parent to want their kid to know. And I would rather my daughter learn it from the safety of a book than through a hurtful real life experience. Lori Hals Anderson said censorship is the child of fear and the father of ignorance. Stephen Chofsky, who wrote another great young adult novel, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which deals with themes of growing up gay and depression and coping with suicide, also said, banning books gives us silence when we need speech. It closes our ears when we need to listen. It makes us blind when we need sight. It has been my experience, and I've had a lot of experience with this because it's exactly how my parents used to roll, but the people usually screaming the loudest about the offensiveness of something, particularly a piece of art like a book or a movie, are the very same people who have not actually watched the movie or read the book. These type of people steamroll all over everyone else, all over everyone else, um, you know, loudly about morality and insisting access to these pieces of art be removed for the decency of the common good of everyone. Well, I say no, you don't get to decide for everyone else what is worth reading especially when you haven't taken the time to engage with it yourself. Once you've done that, then we can talk, but until then, do what you've got to do with your own family, but leave the rest of us the hell alone. After I found out about the removal of Looking for Alaska from the libraries neighboring my district, I took some time to think about if I wanted to do or say something about it. Honestly, I'm still a little on the fence about whether or not every single middle schooler should have access to or to read this book. Cause middle school is, there's a wide range of ages kind of there and maturity, maturity levels. Um, but the thing is, a book in a library isn't a book that everyone must read. It is a book someone chooses to read, usually because that person needs to hear something the book has to say. Robbing that young person of that right, frankly, is a douchebag thing to do. After some reflection about myself at that age and speaking with middle school educators, 
and considering if I would want my daughter to read the book in a few years when she's in middle school, I decided to reach out to the school to give them my perspective, which I plan to do. It's the weekend right now, so I'm working on what I want to say, and I'll plan on sending it to them um, probably on Monday or Tuesday. I plan to also send a letter to my own school district, letting them know I'm concerned about what happened in the neighboring libraries, and as a proactive measure, letting them know I hope they keep you know, this book in our libraries. I also started an online petition where others who agree with me can give their thoughts on the matter, which I plan to eventually forward to the school as well. At this point, to me, it's not even about getting the book reinstated anymore, which would be great if that happened, but more important, it's about making sure the district is aware parents are watching, not just the ones who want to get things banned, but also those parents who want their young men and young women to have the freedom to read meaningful, award-winning literature that was written for them, that they have the choice to do that. Anyway, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me rant and rave about this tonight. Um, it's a pretty important subject in my view. Um, so again, thank you, and as always, happy reading.